2: Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life.
3: We're all in the same time. And it's awesome. Hello, everybody. We are four minutes late, and we don't care.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I could think of better things to do for four minutes than to scramble and punch buttons and scream and and type arg into the chat. But but it's best when you have some odd emotions. Go ahead, own them. Express. Arg. Oh.
3: Do we have people in the chat? Ooh. I have no access to the we chat. Have
2: Stacey and Mary.
3: Mary and I- me. And Rick. Awesome. Hey,
2: and Rick. And then there's some stranger from central New Jersey.
0: Yeah, who the hell that is? I have no idea. <laughs> that is See,
2: it's, uh, you You have a PIN because you're registered, but then if you're already in the chat and then you try to get in on voice, sometimes it doesn't want to match the two of you. And so I tell people, look, just push the one that you don't have a PIN. And so then it just tells us where you are, more or less. So central New Jersey, I guess, is where you are. It's perfect. Less. Somewhere, some river, some.
0: Yeah, I'm in Central New Jersey.
3: It's perfect, perfect.
2: Perfect, Jersey Goyles.
3: Jersey girl.
2: <laughs> Jersey Goyles, <girl>, bike <white> posse. <laughs>
3: oh my goodness. Okay, well you guys are gonna have to walk me through the chat because I am, for whatever reason, locked out, and I'm not gonna play with it anymore just because my computer's being cranky and I don't know how. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> it's right. my birthday, and I'll put a phone on too. All right. So, have we played an intro yet?
2: Uh no, that was what happened when you lost me last, so I dare not try it again.
3: <clears throat> okay. In that case, welcome so, to what? What are we called? Everyday Connection.
2: Everyday Connection.
3: Everyday Connection. And um for those of you listening, that was a truly comical way to start off a show about a not so serious topic. Right. <laughs> um, so with us is Stacy again. <laughs> Yay and and
2: because we love her
3: because we love her. Oh.
0: And, um, well yet yeah, no <laughs> today's topic is sex sex
3: and more sex
2: <laughs> what it is what it isn't and what it should never be
3: absolutely so here I'm going to run through um first of all how this all started why we're doing it um because um this was kind of a I suddenly one day got this, ah, we got to do this, Rick, and uh, suddenly in my head, I said, oh, we need to get Stacey on, and then she'll explain why she's here quickly. I was um, on Facebook, as I often am. Everybody that knows me knows that I'm always there saying hi, Um, and Rick and I were having one of our many Skype conversations, and he was rambling on about oil fields, (laughs) And it was really interesting what he was explaining to me about how, how the process works out on the oil rigs. Um except for I got in the corner of my eye this blog um that one of my um favorite um favorite friends on Facebook had put out. And this is so this is for her, Grace. This is this show's for you. And um basically the blog was about it was about sexuality, not in the sense that it was about sex, you know, I mean, in the topic that we think of, you know, sex about teens, things that we talk about, concerns in that area, or sexuality, um, whether you're straight or not straight, and either way, I don't care, but we'll get into that later. Um, this this was about insecurities regarding Sexuality, and this was about women who had, for one reason or another, gotten it in their heads that sexuality is a dangerous and scary thing. And here I am reading this, and I'm I'm listening to, or I'm not read. I'm listening to Rick, but I'm not really listening to him anymore because I'm I'm reading this, and and one woman posts that she keeps extra weight on so that she doesn't look attractive to men. Um, Another woman wrote something else. And and at that point, I went into a nosedive, into some past experiences of my own. And whatever Rick said after that, (laughs) I'm sorry, bud, but I completely lost you because I've had some really um, nasty experiences in my past with regards to past partners. Um, And so I could totally emphasize where these women were coming from and it took me back to a time that i had chosen to forgotten and immediately i was like okay we got to do a show about this because i honestly had put it so far out of my mind because i'm in such an awesome relationship now and since those experiences i've had some really amazing supportive men in my life both in the capacity of boyfriend or capacity of good friend um Sex has not been an issue for me for years. Sexuality has not been an issue for me for years. So I had forgotten how devastating some of these beliefs can be to these women's sense of well-being and sense of self-worth. And what did I say, Rick? we got to do a show about sex.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was actually telling a story about uh, somebody offshore telling a story about sexual escapades that were – I felt harmful and uncaring and unfeeling and I finished it. And it's really a, a bit shocking. I found the story. Uh, if I hadn't witnessed it, I'm not sure I'd have bl- ever believed it. <clears throat> but, um, so I got finished with this shocking story and I was like, uh, you know, and there was nothing in it, you know, and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. And I was like, really? I'm scared for you then. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard what I've been saying? And then she said, uh, she said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, but look at this, look at listen about this blog. We got to talk about this. What are we going to do?" And I and said, then, "Well, I'll I'll be a good fit for that conversation being a guy. <laughs> but I've always been odd as men go, according to the women in my life, you know. So maybe I can pitch in two cents."
3: Well, we, we we do need um, male aspect, and then you know I dropped Stacy a line because I'm just crazy enough to do that. Because um, of all the people I know that I've worked with so far, I think Stacy's probably one of the most bold and outspoken. <laughs> um, and what what was your response, Stacy, that you actually have worked with this issue before? Oh, absolutely! Not only did I work with my own personal crap,
0: um, but as a result of working through my own my own stuff. Um, I wound up uh, putting a course together based on my own experiences and about empowering. Uh, of course, most of the the, the uh, about empowering oneself. Of course, most of the people who took the courses were female, but I also found in my travels or talking, men needed it just as much, or not. Men needed to hear it just as much, or or they needed that empowerment too because uh, men. I, I think it's 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 um, oh, what is the word? I think we kind of have an unbalanced view, even when it comes to men and their sexuality, and their their empowerment, or how they use sex. Um, uh, humans in general, um, I feel it can be misused. Um, absolutely, um, it can be a wonderful thing, but I think too. Uh, the guys take a bad rap in a lot of it too, I think, and, and I don't really think that's fair. Um, no, I,
3: I agree completely, Stacey. I think, um, um, and, and here's here's the the flip side of the conversation that I was having with these women on Facebook is that I see a lot of women using their um, their bodies as leverage.
0: Oh, absolutely.
3: And a- um, wow. You know, if I had if I had a son, I thankfully I have a daughter who's, who's super intelligent. Thank my lucky stars. Um, but if I had a son, I I would have some concern for that because there are still a lot of women out there who use that as a tool to get what they want.
0: Absolutely. Well, I have two sons, and um, uh, especially I would say with our youngest one, you know, uh, where you could see uh, certain things that were going on um with the females in his life. Of course I wanted to rip their hearts out because, you know, this is my baby, <laughs> baby doing this to my baby boy. But you know what? What a freaking hypocrite because I was pulling the same crap when I was in my thirties. So now these are oh. girls when they're eighteen, you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, you know, I'm pointing the finger at them, pissed off because they're hurting my baby boy, you know? But I was like, Who the hell am I kidding? I was doing this in my late thirties, early forties You know, I didn't I didn't start learning um Balance, balance.
2: Well, from the from a guy's point of view, I'll say that, or at least from my point of view now, I think that in order for whether it's from societal norms or beliefs and religions and the it's a big huge soup stew of stuff um, that can weigh in on this subject, because everybody seems to weigh in on it. Uh, I think, because it's such a central subject. But to present it such an unbalanced view uh, to women, then society can't at the same time be presenting a balanced view to men of how it should be. So we're sort of programmed off just about as uh, dysfunctionally as, as, uh, as women can be.
3: No it's, a, it's absolutely true, and given my um, the the experiences that I had um, and it's still you know it's, it's not something that I, I very much want to talk about, but i'm I'm going to run with you know the the really difficult one was in my marriage when um, I wasn't able to have sex with my husband because I was emotionally detached from him. And I honestly was scared to death of getting pregnant again because I'd almost lost my life giving birth to my, my daughter. And, you know, I, that wasn't a road I wanted to go down again. And I absolutely refused to risk my life um, with my daughter in order to have another child. So, you know, having, you know, a sexual relationship with my husband was, for me, dangerous. It, emotionally, it felt dangerous for me, which is not something that he was willing to accept. Um, in no way shape or form and and I went through I think years of of being um, made to feel guilty Um, I, I you know I was getting bribes I was getting screamed at sometimes and if at the time it really really messed me up and it was all about blaming him for not understanding where I was coming from but In retrospect, I can look back on it now and say, okay, you know, this is something that um, is expected in a married relationship. Having a sexual relationship is important in a married relationship. The bond is very important because it's not just a physical bond. It's an emotional, spiritual bond. So it is important. And how he must have felt with me saying no every single day Regardless of what my reasons were, it really must have damaged his sense of security as well because he's probably thinking he's not attractive anymore and what has he done wrong and and maybe his response is to lash out. So, these, unfortunately, it's still such a, a touchy topic with so many people that even, you know, 14 years ago when I was going through this, as, as a married woman, it was scary to talk about with my husband, you know. And it, 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 it did put a huge, huge wall between us for years. That so It was a, a topic that we could not get around. We just couldn't get over it. Um, I didn't want to do it. He did. That was it. I mean, there there was the wall. There was no getting around it. So how do you break that down, you know? I mean, I had my own reasons. There's women out there who have their own... You know their own reasons. There's men out there who, once they become emotionally detached, don't want to have that physical relationship. So, you know, how or, do you
2: or only want to have emotionally detached physical relationships?
3: Yeah, but there's women out there who only want to have emotionally oh, detached uh, Yeah, nobody's you, right.
2: Neither side has a has a trademark or corner on this market. There,
3: no, absolutely it's all not.
2: Of that.
3: So, how do you open up the open up the communication highway? So that people still can talk about it openly, but without bringing this um, smutty image into it. Because there are still a lot of dangers around, and yeah, okay, I'm a mom of a teenage girl, but I'm also somebody who went through, you know, this as a teenage girl. And there are a lot of dangers with that, you know, an attempt to have, have sexual relations too early. If you're not prepared emotionally for it, then there there are a lot of dangers around that as well. So how do you open it up without, I mean, we want to be open about our sexuality. We want to be honest about it. We want to be able to talk about it. But at the same time, there has to be, I'm not going to say a limit because each person is individual, but there has to be a certain respect given to the topic itself. With regards to the connection between the two people that's required if if you know if you're gonna go that route, especially the young person, jump in any anytime, guys
2: <laughs> well, well, I was just gonna say I think there are probably as many teenagers that have been uh, really damaged around the topic of sexuality by a quote unquote Boyfriend girlfriend relationship or experience or after the football game or something they decided to do as as ones that have been forced because that then they that should be this loving caring and, and then it's not um, guys are kind of taught at least in the locker room you talk like the other guys talk and the other guy because you want to fit in and, and because if you don't they pick on you and chase you around and you know steal your things mostly your clothes so you 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 learn to talk like they talk and you talk about sex as if it is an objective uh, uh an experience with an object even if it's someone you care about at the time of sex they become objects they're not someone that you're having intimate relations with and um you know, I love that quote about the reason we close our eyes when we kiss is because the most important things in life are things you can't see. But for a lot of us, I think the reason we close our eyes when we kiss and when we have sex is because we don't know what's going to happen and we're scared. Mm. And and we're scared, too, because we are so, uh, no pun intended, naked in the moment.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: if you're really going to have a a peak orgasmic experience, you pretty much have to take all of the layers off the onion and let it be. And, uh, uh, so it, it, it's, and that's something that I don't think m- maybe if there was nothing, you know, if it was just the two kids that grew up on the Island, that, that you know, blue lagoon or whatever, maybe it would just be a natural thing and they wouldn't think too much about it. But, uh, but we've got so many layers of beliefs and weird, odd vibrations around it that, that really hit us from birth. Um, you know, ask anybody in the advertising industry, they'll tell you sex sells and not necessarily good, loving, supportive, respectful sex. And and that can be that people don't uh, – Everybody's from every side is probably going to write in, but – Loving and respectful sex can be an encounter. If that's what two people want to have is an encounter and then be done, that can be done in a loving and supportive way by both people.
1: Absolutely.
2: Because that's both. That's what both of them want.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Others want only a deep relationship connection. Others want, there's a whole spectrum. Uh, You know, Gene, when you said, you know, the way I looked at it, I didn't want it, he did, and that was it. Well, that's that's the very black and white, you know, 3D physical view of everything, right? It either is or it isn't. You're either gay or you're straight. You're either monogamous or you're not. You, you know, you cheated, one, you looked at a woman funny. Oh, you cheated on me. Um, and there's such a spectrum of gray and, and really all the colors of the rainbow. But if it's just if we're talking from black to white, all that gray in between is part of the deal, too. And in fact, almost nothing is actually at the black or the white extreme. It's all in the middle somewhere. Mm. Um, anyway, lady. Well,
3: I, well, you you bring up a very important part, and I think Stacy's going to jump in just as soon as I say this. So, um, the most the most important thing I'm going to say from my experience, and this is right up to today, where I have an amazing, amazing relationship. I can't do better than what I have. I I don't want to do better than what I have. Our relationship is awesome. Um, But how that began was an absolute open and honest discussion about who we both were. Mm. So that's that's my first major piece of advice, and that goes from the age of freaking 13. You're going for your first date. You're having, you know, the first time you kiss a boy on the cheek, you're holding hands. You need to know you, okay, um, and and you need to be honest about who you are. And I think that goes with everything that we talk about on this show. It's about knowing who you are and who you, what you want out of life, and and knowing your value and your worth. And that is especially with regards to the topic of sex, vitally, vitally important. It's, it's You know, important in all relationships, it's important of all aspects of your life, and when it comes to having sexual relationships, guys, you have to know who you are, and you have to be honest about it. If you are not somebody who can have a committed one-person relationship, then you need to be honest about it, and you need to find a partner who's okay with that. And believe me, they're out there. Um, If you are a girl who prefers girls, you're a guy who prefers guys, you need to be honest about this. Mm-hmm. You need to be honest about it because pretending to be something you're not is a surefire way to completely destroy any joy that you will get out of these rela- these types of relationships.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's all, but and you get to
0: that point through experiencing. Now, I mean, you start again. I mean, we're I'm 51 years old and I'm still to figuring myself out. But if we're going back to youth. You know, it was all those experiences that personally have led me up to who I am today. I mean, I I grew up in a very, um, very, very, very uh, stringent religion. Premarital sex, no, it it just, if it happened, you were kicked out. That was it. There were also um, certain things that were not allowed to be done within, quote, unquote, the marriage bed. Now, I met my husband, my first husband, when I was 15. We married when I was 18. Premarital sex, absolutely. Um, but and I stayed in that monogamous, monogamous relationship um, till I was 36 years old. I mean, he was the one and only. And when we divorced, I became like a freaking kid in a candy store. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> imbalance came in because it was because uh, getting back to the experience. You know, it's it's a wonderful thing to be honest. It's a wonderful thing, you know, to be honest and everything. But first, you've got to be honest with yourself and know who the hell you are. And sometimes, whether we want to admit it or not, those things, we learn the most about ourselves in those kinds of relationships, in those sexual relationships. Now, I'm not advocating ab- abstinence. I'm not advocating to go out whoring around now either. But the point is, it's all, and, and all, all three of us who are here, here talking, we can say it was a lot of those experiences have led us to this more quote unquote enlightened way of thinking
3: when it comes to absolutely, Well, absolutely.
2: sure, and, absolutely, and,
3: and as much. And I'm as- not advocating abstinence either, or 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 the whoring around either. Um, it's it's an individual thing,
2: exactly. Um, and- one but. thing I'd like to advocate for just a moment while we're on, before we get too far away from the know who you are thing, <coughs> uh, and if you're a guy who likes guys, if you're a girl, please also understand that I don't know is a very valid answer to that question.
3: Absolutely. So
2: ask yourself. And Absolutely. when you don't know, be honest about the fact that you don't know. You don't know. You know, are you going to do this? Or are we going to do that? Or are we going to? I don't know because you you know when you don't know if you can say that and be honest with it and stand in the I don't know energy you're that's a big wide open space that all kinds of guidance can come through whereas the I am this black and white extremes of of any sort you know uh, you're gay you're straight you're Buy your try your quad whatever it is are more they're just more labels that separate people. They're
3: all valid experiences, and they're,
2: they're all valid experiences, and
3: um, and all love is valid.
2: And you don't end up in one. It's not like you have to pick teams at nineteen.
3: No, <laughs> no, <laughs> certainly not.
2: And uh, yes, uh, Mary Quad. That just I was making that up. <laughs> After bi came try and then quad. Because they used to tell people that, no, I'm not bisexual, I'm trisexual. I hope to try it one day. But,
3: <clears throat> <laughs> I think, and, and they're, they're, you know, they're insert the little joke, which is the next big thing that we really ought to talk about. And, um, guys, I got to tell you, if you're not having fun with your sexual experiences, you're not with the right partner. Okay, because that you know, I it's supposed to be a bond between two people, and whether it's a bond for two hours or a bond for the rest of your life, you're supposed to be having fun while you're doing this, and that means again being able to be open and honest about what you want and who you are, because. I have a lot of fun. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's important. Too many people take it so seriously. <coughs>
2: me. And there's a there's a real danger of going that direction. I mean, here we are. We're okay. You need to know who you are. You need to be this. We're
1: yeah. okay.
2: We're not laying down another set of rules. We're no. These are some things that we have found valuable to our identifying ourselves. I suppose, but. That's why I wanted to make the point about the I don't know. Is it's okay to I don't know? It's okay to I want to see. You know, why'd you do that? I wanted to see.
1: Uh huh. And
2: And I saw, and I wasn't that big of a deal, and it was nice, but it wasn't that big of a deal. I don't know if they'll do it again or not. That doesn't cause somebody a lifetime of why did I do that? If I hadn't done that, I would be clean. I would be, you you know, I tried something and it was okay. That where's the lifelong questioning yourself about that, and that's what gets really because uh, I've had a real travel. I've had a lot of trials in my life in this subject area, and um, and it's like any snowball. The more you focus on it, the bigger it gets until it's this great big monster that's going to eat you alive. And um, uh, so the honesty and the expressing. Uh, expressing who you are, whether it's I don't know, whether it's I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm celibate right now, I'm abstaining, I'm, I am feel it's necessary for my proper growth, so I have a boyfriend, but, uh, you know, we're probably not going to get married, whatever. All of that's all valid, but whatever your truth is at the moment, say it. And don't say, you know, oh, yeah, I'm ready when you're not, or I want to do that when you don't or uh or that you don't when you really do uh-huh, and
3: and don't go the I don't want to do that for the sake of for the sake of anybody else, okay because um, when when we talk about abstinence i I am very much aware that there are still a lot of people out there practicing religions that um encourage abstinence before marriage, and I am not going to stand on either either side of the fence on that. What I will say, however, with regards to abstinence. And the choice to be abstinent until marriage. I applaud you for it if that is your choice. But the choice should come from your heart, not from some exterior set of rules and regulations that you feel has been set down for you. If your heart tells you that you want to wait until marriage, then kudos to you, go for it but if you are locked in a miserable state of you can't figure it out then it's it, it's time to take a time out and really reevaluate your position on this particular subject and do do your research get the information you need there's so much information out there available about this particular topic um that you know you this is something that i mean and in talking in terms of being a young woman who gave it up at an early age, okay, whatever. Um, do I regret that? Certainly not. Um, however, I know that there are there are I've had friends in the past who have really beat themselves up over it, and it has actually colored their future relationships with spouses
1: <coughs>
3: to the point of damaging their their you know relationship with their their future husband. So, again, if you're going to go that route, make sure you're doing it for you, not for anybody else. And if you're going to say yes, do that for you too, not for the sake of your partner. Never, ever, ever for the sake of your partner. I'm sorry to say that, but, guys, it's not. it shouldn't be for the sake of your partner. It has to be for yourself that you say, yeah, I'm going to go there.
1: Well,
0: I, I, I like absolutely, and I like what, what Mary is touching on in the chat where she says there's a lot of shame around this issue. That is what needs to be healed in everyone. And as I was listening to everybody, I was, you know, I mean the professors are like tapping on my shoulder and or whatever, but they were talking about the guilt, and they were talking about the genetic thinking, the genetic programming. I'll call it genetic programming. They're referring to it as genetic thinking. It's the same thing um you know whether you know how we were were raised you know with by our parents whatever religion came into it whatever we saw with our own experience, you know through the eyes of our own experience, you know of of seeing others experiences there's a lot of guilt around this crap there's a lot of guilt um around taking your um uh making your choices good bad or indifferent there's a, whatever There's a lot of guilt around uh, guilt and shame around both of these things, uh, around the sex issue, and and I think I know that's where a lot of us get caught up too, and that's where the wearing down, the tearing away of the fabric of self worth comes in as well. When you start adding the guilt and the shame, whether regardless, when it comes to the subject of sex, okay, or identifying who you are sexually, whatever, there's a lot of guilt. There can be a lot of guilt and shame around all of this because of the genetic thinking or the genetic patterning, or yes. messages we're always getting. And releasing that, and saying, you know, releasing. that, Listen, we're here to experience. That's the bottom line. End of story. We're here to experience we're not here, you know, we can ascend without being in in physical. We've just chosen to do this in physical or whatever. But the point is we're here to experience. End of story. And experience means, all right, maybe going down the path of of experimenting with things uh, sexually speaking, but still holding the fabric of who you are. And not allowing that guilt and that shame or allow yourself to be guilted into doing anything, shamed into doing anything. And if you do do something, not to feel guilty or shameful about it. It's about the experience, and that's what we're here for. And the professors, again, are tapping and they're saying, listen, why do you think that there are so many non-physicals? The Bible speaks of all the non-physical beings who came in and who took bodies because they wanted this great earth thing this this thing that we had in physicality they wanted to try it out too because it just looked so wonderful and there you know they came and 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 they went through all this too and they wanted to have sex with women and and, and do all this and they did it they great whatever um and then of course now you have the teaching that comes in that says the punishment came with that okay because now here you have the the religious view now a punishment came in with that and um, and yet, here we are, we're here to experience and to enjoy it all. Now, along the way, and it comes to anything in life, all right, and not just sex, it comes with anything in life. Oh, you know what, you try a steak, right, then you decide, do you like it or don't you? Now, does that, having that steak um, have the same, um, how can I say, does it hit us in our core the way that the sexuality thing does? No. But but it's one experiences. They're just experiences, in other words. They're just experiences. I don't know if I'm putting that clear enough. They're like pounding me here, like talk, talk, say this. This is just really talk,
2: important. talk, say this. This is important.
0: Actually, well, it's actually also about. It's also about. Yes, we understand you need to talk about this. Yes, but don't freaking talk it to death. I mean, I'm passionate, right. it, but it's like don't freaking talk it to death. Jump into the experience. If you don't like something that you experienced, fine. Walk away from the guilt and the shame.
2: And walk away from the experience you don't like. Bingo. It's, it's no different. I, I, really, they're trying to say that a certain sexual experience that you don't like is no different than liver and onions or whatever it is that you don't like to eat. It's not a big deal. You just don't eat it anymore. And and, and you you don't say, oh, God, why did I try that? Why did I do that? I've ruined my life. I'm soiled. I have eaten liver and onions. Exactly. The smell never comes out of the house. It, it it's it's not there's just nothing that is that big of a deal exactly that you can really justify painting the rest of your life because of a choice that you made however you would do it different if you went back there you would probably do everything different because you're different now than you were then exactly and this uh I'm in this relationship and this is the one that is officially sanctioned and God has blessed it and let no man put it asunder. Oh, please. Bullshit. <laughs> if, if it's harmful, let somebody put it asunder. and uh, Or like Abraham is fond of saying, you know, if if uh, till death do us part through all the suffering and no matter how bad we get to each other, uh, till death do us part and then they say, oh, God, let it come soon. It... it <clears throat> We have built up around sexuality, this mountain. Uh Sexuality is this gigantic subject that we must deal with and get straight in our life or we can't, you know, you must get harmonized in this area or you'll never ascend, you'll never. It's like this gigantic mountain that we have to climb. And and there's a big tiger at the top that we have to keep from eating us. Well, no wonder people don't get up there. We've built it up to be – it's like the people with the Illuminati and the other conspiracies. They've built these things up to be these godlike mechanisms that they can't do anything about. Mm. And, and you know, mountain out of a molehill, It. I, I don't want to belittle the uh, – Divinity that can be expressed in a beautiful, intimate, physical relationship. It's just, it is incredible. But this is the biggest thing you're going to deal with. And you're, oh, well, for crying out loud, that's like saying, okay, you can ascend, but it takes 17 years of daily meditation in a Tibetan monk. Mm. And, and you go, but I'm not a Tibetan monk. Okay, we'll die and come back as a monk and you'll be okay. Well, <laughs>
0: He's on the butt during sex.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's I you just, can't have... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've ever done that one thing, you can't make it. And 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 so, don't let us add to the mountain that sexuality has become of all these beliefs and all these things, and and don't let the fact that you suddenly realize how many centuries, perhaps even of beliefs and vibrations, have been passed along. Um. It's not it's not like it's a big deal, you know, the old thing. The guy that moves a mountain starts by picking up a little rock. Well, that's kind of what you do. You go through life and you have experiences. And when you have an experience and you feel a negative emotion about what you're thinking, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I should have done that. I, whichever way you're going, if you feel that negative, that thing, that pinch in your gut around your solar plexus, then whatever you're thinking right now is not in alignment. It just isn't. Uh good old basic law of attraction one oh one, that's where you get the signal. Uh so you're sitting there saying, Boy, I shouldn't have done that. I should have waited until I got married, and you're feeling this negative thing. Well, you're being mean to yourself. Mm-hmm. You're condemning yourself, you're judging yourself. This is not worthwhile to to uh to do. And and so somehow it seems if we could take a little of the significance off of it
1: Mm -hmm.
2: not it's the significance it could be in in how beautiful it can become but the significance of it in relationship to your worth and your right to exist almost um you know well you're you're not heterosexual so you you off my planet Mm -hmm. off well that's like telling them that they have no right to exist and that's not a vibration I want to make a match with. And but when you judge someone in that, you you match that vibration. You can't express the judgment otherwise. Mm-hmm. And 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 so it. And nobody, I think, if you really press them on it, really feels that way. But that's the way you kind of vibrate it off. That's what you kind of emanate because that's this belief train you picked up. So something comes up, you feel funny. You go, now wait a minute, is this? Do I really feel this way? Or did somebody tell me this? Where did this come from? How do I really, right this minute? How do I really feel about this? Um, because that can change from day to day. Sure. And and uh, uh, and and you got to give yourself permission to do that. Anyway, I I leapt in there. We have we have lost our dear Jean. Uh, I don't know. She came and went a few times in my ear, dinging in my ear, and then now it's just just gone. Um, I know her computer was having some issues right at the beginning, so maybe it's given in. Um, But um, no reason that we can't go on. I don't know. that. I think we've covered a lot of... uh, uh, When she and I talked about what she wanted to talk about, it was indeed this harm and scars and, and and judgments of self that we carry through life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, any judgment of self other than perfection, cool dude, is one, wrong, two, very harmful. Absolutely. Uh, and there's not a lot of things I can be sure about in this universe, but I'm not just cool dude, perfection, love embodied that I'm pretty sure of. And so anything other than that is wrong. It's just not so. Mm-hmm. can't be so. And that not in your gut when you think it is your proof that it's not so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And um, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, I'm just saying, and we walk around with a lot of that crap. But you know what? It's it's time to just and I'm feeling an impatience about it. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I'm feeling a little bit of an impatience about it. Stacy is feeling impatient because it's like, can we all just freaking get over this now and move on? Okay, Uh, now, uh, all right, just uh, it's it's just about um, and again, I've been where Jean's been. I'm sure I've been where you've been or whatever. You know, went through that whole thing, feeling really crappy about myself uh figuring oh okay i'm going to use sex for this i'm going to use sex for that that gets old really really quick and then you're left and i did go through the period of guilt but now getting on the other side of it and having this wonderful wealth of information um whether it's whether it's you know through voice channel, through written word you know through through the written pages or whatever just having uh, conversations with uh, those of us who are moving through, and I really hate using this word, the ascension thing, because I feel like it just gets overplayed, but, mm. you know, it just gets overused. It is what it is. We're walking through life, okay? Um, as we're walking through life, you know, we're talking with other people, and and, and you meet people who have had the same experiences or similar experiences, and we've all had that self, that low self-worth crap come up. We've all had it and it just comes to i like what you said it just comes to anything other than i'm perfect i don't want to hear it you know what i mean and it's just again and this is again with the this is where the professors they're literally pounding this bat they're pounding this in you know what are you bitching about it's experience just stop it's the experience. Bitching. i'm with the experience
2: and that's it's kind of aligns with my answer to people when they say well who would choose to have this particular experience, be starving in Africa or be in a war or get killed and blown up. I'm not saying that anybody's inner being has made a a, a choice to starve to death precisely, but there is that experience is what you came for. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I don't remember that sentence saying good experience is what you came for. Certainly wasn't bad experience is what you came for, but.
0: Experience, period.
2: Experience, and so I believe that from my inner being's point of view, the way that I feel it is bad experience better than no experience.
0: Absolutely.
2: And, in fact, it's pretty much set up so that once you get born until you're dead, croaked, exited the playboard as you wish, um, you're going to be having experience. Uh It's just... You can't be here and not, maybe while you're having a nap, but to be here with your eyes open, you're having an experience. Mm-hmm. So so if you want to have the experience of sitting in the corner and doing nothing, okay, but I think you might get bored with that after a while, so go have some other ones mm-hmm. um, because you're going to have experience. till so you croak. It's the only way it goes. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, it's almost along the lines of those, look, life's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to like it. It's just easier if you do. Mm -hmm. Um, Experience happens. Experience happens. You're here in a physical environment. You can't not experience it. Here it is.
0: And if there's something that you didn't enjoy experiencing, so, all right, so then the next moment choose to experience something else. Uh, it's literally like, all right. If you didn't like it, you're going to now sit there, you know, beating yourself over the head. And this is regard, this is regardless of the subject matter. It doesn't matter whether it's sex, whether it's drinking, whether it's whatever the hell it is. It doesn't really matter. If you're going to beat yourself over the head over it, then why, why, why? Because then the next experience is going to come along. And you're going to shy away from it. and You're not going to want to enjoy another experience because you're not going to feel you you deserve to enjoy the experience. And it just becomes a freaking vicious cycle. It's like, just wipe. It's like, again, I mean, I'm going back to a Bible reference, but there's so many of them that are wonderful. Just shake the dust off your feet and keep walking. It's just an experience. Walk through it. Get over it. Get over it. Over
2: Walk. it. Get over Almost it. almost everything anymore is get over it. It's just, um, I'm starting to see it in many other channels, the same sort of feelings and, and, and things that I get from Nestor of, look. Now, you don't need any more processes. You don't need any more of this. You don't need to work on that. Just get up. Just add
0: a story.
2: Start going
1: yeah.
0: in the
2: direction of where, pick a direction that you want to go. That, pick something. Just pick. Make a decision. Make a choice. You chase after your passion or not, it's all just pick. Just Absolutely. go. You can't go the wrong way.
1: Absolutely.
2: If, if you go what you might have before thought is the wrong way, it's not, you know, towards my suited destination, well, there's a reason probably, you know. Why why must this situation in the Middle East exist? And I said, well, I don't know why, but it must exist. You go, well, what, how do you know it must exist? Well, because it does.
0: Mm. Well, the hot topic of the month, <laughs> too, and I haven't been following it, I'll be honest with you, is I know this, this woman who was accused of killing her child or an mm.
1: apparently
0: the verdict. And please tell me, if I'm getting off topic or whatever, you know, you tell me, stop, but, uh, you know, the verdict came down non-guilty, and there went the posts on Facebook, and there went some of my neighbors talking, you know, calling her a baby killer. It's like, real, and it's so funny because I'm so detached from it. And and I actually said to somebody, well, but the law, you know, the jury of her peers found her not guilty. So
1: why right.
0: are a baby killer? You know, and the point is she shows no remorse. You know, well... Uh, it's so funny, all the judgments that come through, and but it's through every fiber, every fabric, every fiber in life, judgments come through, and we are our worst judge, judges and criti- critics of ourselves first, and then the next is we're always, you know, there's so much judgment and criticism even of others' experiences, like, oh, okay, well, that's a great experience for them, but I don't, oh, no, 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 no. Some made. of that
2: for me, yeah, I can't have that.
0: Too, but, you know, there's a lot of judgment that I'm feeling going down today. And it was funny because I'm like, why why am I – um I was experiencing, you know, uh, listening to other people's judgments even before I heard about what happened with this this case. And then this case, you know, then, then the verdict came down and all these people were talking about it. And I was like, oh, very interesting how the thing of judgment is even coming down today, mm. you know. And and then here we are speaking about a sex where there's the speak, speaking about sex where there's so much judgment around it. So it's like you know what? Let's just let's just clear the judgment around it. Let's just that's it's just that simple. Let's clear the judgment around this. Let's clear the judgment around everything. At the moment, I mean, you know, the professors are, are just they're like, oh, they're it's like. Just take a deep breath and freaking release the judgment around everything. Like yeah. that's you know, it's like oh we just just breathe and just take your next step and release the, fr- the freaking judgment about it all. And it's like yeah, absolutely.
2: It is absolutely. like um, it, it Mary said in the chat just a bit ago. Drop your story.
0: Absolutely, that's what I said. We keep creating. What's more- your
2: story? What what? Why did you do that? Well, I don't know. Seemed like the thing to do at the time. Uh, that's really the answer. That's really the only answer that's uh, valid. You know, you can come with all kinds of justifications, and here's why. And, you know, oh, well, I didn't mean to be mean to her, but I, I, people were mean to me when I was a child, so now I was mean to her because that's just the way life is. Bullshit. And,
0: yeah, bu- Bullshit. Love it. Absolutely. And you know what? I don't even like when people ask me, like, about my past anymore. Because it's like telling the same freaking story, and although I'm very grateful for all of my experiences, don't get me wrong, I'm not negating my experiences, but it's like, don't ask me who I was, ask me who I am.
2: Yeah, I would like to have some new experiences, please, thank you.
0: I don't want to keep telling the same freaking, and I find I'm very impatient with that. Um, even honestly, before the before the, the call-in, I was like, all right, well, I don't really want to talk about my past experiences, because honestly, I don't give a shit about it anymore. No, and Bashar
2: <laughs> Bashar has said that. Well, I don't either. Bashar has said that several times. People will come and say, hello, Bashar, do you remember me? And Bashar almost universally says, why would we want to do that when we can know you now?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And
2: when you say, do you remember who I am? Well, yeah, that's what it's like when you go visit it at the relative's you know, the big family reunion and it feels weird. It's because they all have an idea of who you are and it's not who you are anymore, but they all have an idea of who you are and then you don't fit that idea. And so they have disapproval. And so, ah, Uh drop the story, drop your story about other people Uh and why they are like they, you don't know. You can't know. They just are like they are tomorrow. They might be different. We'll see.
1: Uh And
2: and it, because it, you're trying to figure out why somebody, particularly trying to figure out why somebody was mean to you or gave you an experience you didn't like. Oh, who cares? Wh- who cares? And as long as you're sitting and figuring on it, you're going to get a lot more experiences like that one.
0: Exactly.
2: Because that's your main focus is figuring out what's wrong with them. Uh-huh. So whether it's your story about you, your story about somebody else, and, and the professors are absolutely right, this applies to everything everything absolutely and but it certainly applies to sex you know and 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 one tool i've found for doing that is when when i feel a strong almost instantaneous reaction to something is to go whoa 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 Uh what's that where's that and some sometimes maybe it is how i feel it's that's okay too you Uh can have strong emotional reactions to things sure um You know, that's like the policeman that says, how do I get over the telling the family that their loved one died? And the the answer is, I hope you don't ever get over it, you know. Um, There's certain you can't look at what you don't like and not have a strong emotional reaction about it. But look at those reactions and see if that's really the way you feel about it now or if it's a reaction that you picked up, Um, you know. When you were born, you were a little alien on the planet. You weren't sure how to be an earthling, so you looked at all the earthlings around you and you mimicked much of what you saw okay. It's survival you know it's how to how to fit in on an alien planet. You could look at it that way mm-hmm. um, and But it's time now to uh, put away childish things and think for yourself absolutely. When 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 you're gonna about to emanate something you're gonna tell people you're gonna you're gonna emanate you know people hear your emotions feel stuff uh, you know you're going to emanate what you're so decide what you're gonna emanate go is that really me, or am I beaming the beacon of Aunt Shirley or whatever mm-hmm. and um uh it, to me that's the fastest and easiest way to find what's for you and what's not Mm-hmm.
3: absolutely, um, absolutely. And
2: guess who's here
3: hey oh. yeah. okay so I've had to plug into the hard line which means I'm now in the living room and the family's watching TV <laughs> so yeah if you oh. can hear the TV I apologize for that but I am here and just in time to say goodbye what did I miss <laughs> Oh, we,
2: we went way off topic and in- and I'm not here yeah, and we talked about the crazy Canadian lady and, you know. <coughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
1: no, but, you know, basically... Where'd we're... she go? Hello? She hung up. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Uh... Oh, okay. Oh, I feel bad, too, because Jean was the one who wanted... Cover
2: this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. I think we've covered it well, and I think this drifting off topic into the uh, look, get over it is, I think that is the answer. I think that is Source's answer, and, and sometimes we're like, you know, well, wait a minute. Where is my loving angel that will tell me, you know, oh, it's okay. Well, how long are we going to do that until so you grow up and say, I want to make a different choice. I want to make a different decision.
1: Exactly. Um.
2: Uh, and because you see we, this choice you've been making for 20 years, 40 years, whatever the case may be, you see what it gets you every time. So if not want to do that again, make the same choice. But if you don't want to do that again, make, make another choice. It's really that simple, and it shouldn't – it doesn't need to be harder than that. You don't need to have a near-death experience to change your mind about something. Oh. But, but the in, society makes it seem like that. You know, people don't change. Well, how would know that? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's genetic thinking. Let it go.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, a lot of the bullcrap that we carry around can be can be chalked up to this genetic thinking. And when you can actually say, uh, "Screw it, get over it, I'm done with it," that's when you've broken the pattern of genetic thinking, where you can say, "I'm done, I'm over it." Right. Uh huh, and then you know you've broken the pattern, and you, you've broken the bonds that you've placed on yourself, you know, and then you can just go on. And it doesn't—it's not just about sex; it's about everything. Although I understand that sex, you know, kind of has its own category there, its whole, uh, its own set of things. But does it really?
1: <laughs>
0: I
2: I don't think so. I think that that, that it's become a you know. <laughs> If they make on the well, if they make spitting on the sidewalk a sin, you can get over that and spit somewhere else. You yeah. know, <laughs> but once they've told you sex is wrong, which is an impulse that comes from non-physical, and I'm sorry, there's nothing you can that can be done about it from here. The yeah. signal will come. The the intent, the uh, desire will come through. Mm-hmm. So. You know now it's what to do with that, you know, and you don't have to do anything with it if you want to but but know that that's a choice, and that that's a valid choice and and just make your own just think huh grow up mm-hmm. make make your own decisions
1: mm-hmm.
2: which which means you have to examine every thought that comes up because it may be a decision someone made for you when you were five, mhm, absolutely. So just have a look at what you're doing. Stay in, stay right here, right now, and see what you're doing, and see if it's you, or if it's Aunt Sally,
1: mm-hmm.
2: absolutely, and and or Pastor Jake or whoever, absolutely. Um, and of um, course, there's lots of stuff that just hasn't come up for years, and then it comes up, and so well, it's your vibrations right where you last left it. It's worth a fresh look, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, you know.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: That's I like the it. secret. <laughs>
0: I'm done. I'm over it. That's right. That's right, Cece. I'm done. I'm over it. Next. <laughs>
2: Which is a beautiful way to end the show. I see we're right at our one hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Gene uh, was thrilled by the topic, thrilled by the folks that would we'll be together discussing it. I want to thank everybody for being here. Um. Uh, In the chat room, on the line, and everybody that listens to this later. And um, uh, we'll have uh, Jean all straightened out by the next call. She's moved since the last call. So, you know, uh, whole new city, whole new internet. We got to refigure it out. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So much love to everybody. Uh, Join us next Tuesday. Uh, Veronica Torres is going to be with us, and I'm sure we're going to have lots of fun. Thank you, Stacey.
0: Thank you, Rick this in the archives.
1: Love you. Talk love to you, you soon. Too. I love mm-hmm. you. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.
0: So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and there to be devoted.
2: We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com/pricematch for details.